Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. Hello, Keith Andrew, 2020S. How you doing? Can you hear me? Because I don't know if you can, but if my mouth's moving, then you can hear me. And we're talking about Star Wars, and I'm singing, and that's not going to get us many listeners because my voice sucks. Can you hear me, Keith? Can you hear me, Keithy? I don't know. You're still muted. You're still muted, bud. So Star Wars. Can what? you hear me? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> just as a quick aside before we get started, I, um, I'm, I've always, my family loves musicals. I've kind of got raised around a little bit of that stuff. But, you know, I was, I was always kind of the sporty jock, but my sister would play Les Mis and Grease and all that stuff in a room. And so I learned by osmosis all the musicals. And it turns out I was a huge fan before I even knew what uh, any of them were. Um, and, uh, and it kind of led into my whole life. So for a long time growing up and, and even having a girlfriend, I would sing to them every morning. I'd sing them a good morning song. And then I got my, oh. then, when I, then when I met my wife, she let me do that for like the first three times she slept over. And then she told me, never sing to me in the morning again. I hate it. I hate <laughs> you. And we will get, we will break up if you ever do this again. So I kind of stopped that. But starting stereo, now that you have that brief couple seconds where you're kind of connecting, it's brought that. And so now I get to sing every time. I, every time I start a new one, I like to do a little singing. Absolutely. And I don't know whether you know this, but I'm actually a musical theatre performer in London. So I could sing along with you. We could have a little duet. That's awesome. I love that. Do you hear the people sing? Singing, singing the, song the songs of angry men. Angry it men. is the music for the people who cannot be slaves again. Slaves again. <laughs> See? We got We're it. definitely doing a musical oh, episode. I love it. <laughs> I, I am actually trying to convince my um, I, my daughter, to, not that it's the best version, actually. I like the anniversary version better, but um, to watch the Russell Crowe version of that movie in exchange for me watching The Greatest Showman, which I'd watch anyway. I just don't want to tell her that. So I can get her to watch Les Mis so I can sing. Um, I'm a big Eponine um, fan. Like, I, I crushed on Eponine, like, the first three times I saw Les Mis, like, at the theater. Um, they, uh, I, I just crushed on her so bad. And I didn't even know what she looked like. I was sitting so far back away. It was just, she had such a sad story. And uh, so every time I hear a uh, drop of rain, it, it, uh, another reason, to, another easy way to make Jason cry. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that is a really sad song. Although, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Um, oh, so bad. Say- he was so bad. Yeah, I would say that if she hasn't cleaned her room or done her homework, then maybe that's when you should get her to watch yeah. the Russell Crowe. That's version. why I make her listen to all the the Javert stuff, who's still my favorite character too. And it, it just it sucks yeah. that they made something. But but Broke this is, a, which I know everybody's come everybody's come to talk to us about Star Wars, so we could talk about uh, my my favorite parts of a uh, Les Mis, Andrew Lloyd Webber play uh, musicals. But uh, thank you. Yeah, can you imagine? Everyone's tuning in going, get to the Star Wars, guys. Come <laughs> get, on. get to the Star Wars, motherfuckers. All right, we got a couple. <laughs> speaking of, we have a couple people that are already leaving us message. Maybe we start with there so they can tell us, Jason, please never sing again. We will listen to you again. Yeah. <laughs> it's not with the singing. What's wrong with Star Wars oh. is that they gave it to J.J. Abrams and then everything went downhill after there. What? Too soon? <laughs> I love you guys. Cliff, this is going to be Cliff, a great show. Cliff Dorman already giving away the ending. People. 
that read the last page of a book just in case you die before you read it. Like, get through the whole thing. You've just done that to us. Yeah, it's the sled, (laughs) asshole. Um, Yeah. You should be singing your number 10 on the leaderboard. What? (laughs) Thanks, Dylan. What's a leaderboard? (laughs) I thought this was about to be about Star Wars. (laughs) See, there it is, Jinx. Now, yeah, that's it. We're about to get into it. What's going on, Keith? Starburns? You know, if I see Star Wars, it makes me manifest. So I'm here to see what you guys talking about. What's going on, fellas? All right, Vader, thank you. Yay! Vader (laughs) is like, um, oh, he's just an encyclopedia of Star Wars, Marvel. He's such a great guy to have tuning in because if we make a single mistake, he's going to be on it like a car bonnet, just to let you know. (laughs) Well, good. Well, I, I promise this. During the course of this uh, this show, I promise to mispronounce just about every name or at least use a pronunciation that is not even close to how everybody else says it. And I also promise this to go, oh, you know that guy at least six times. But I will have my computer open. I will have Wikipedia here to try and correct myself as quickly as possible. But uh, I can't promise you that any name will be said the way you need it to be said. Absolutely. And we're, you know, we're on two different sides of the pond here. Tomato, tomato, potato, mm-hmm. potato. You know, so it could it could go wrong like that. You know, Bo Fett is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Bo Brafet. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Well, I just like, you know, it'd be nice. I mean, not to get too far off into these weeds. Like, you know how like stupid words like uh, flat and apartment mean this, the same thing, different, you know, different yeah. sides of ponds. I wish you guys had a different word for Wookiee. You know what I mean? Like there's a British word for Wookiee and it was like furbolly. Because you guys have some really frivolous, fun words. I've learned them from uh, um, uh, the baking challenge. Uh, and uh, I feel like that there could be a better word for things like this, like Wookie. What about Harry Mofo? Harry Mofo, yes, that's it. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> okay, so um, can I just can I just do a very quick introduction? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Nice. I love it. That sounds good. And you know what? It hardly sounds right. So there's no way we're going to get any sort of fair use or copyright issues on that because I did it completely. I did it completely off key, darling. (laughs) 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 On purpose. I can't get sued by Disney again. (laughs) (laughs) Again, again. (laughs) Mm. So I think we should start at the very beginning. Like, what was your first experience of Star Wars? You know, um, I like to say that. Star Wars and Jason could not, you know, can't exist separately. I was born May 28th, 1977. Star Wars came out May 26th, 1977. So I never lived in a world without Star Wars. But Star Wars has hardly lived in a world without Jason either. So while I don't remember remember that exactly, I was being born that weekend that everybody was falling in love with Star Wars. So by default, everybody's falling in love with me. Same stars. Um, I don't. You know, and I, and so I, I, I don't remember see obviously <laughs> C 
seeing that in the theaters at all because I probably didn't. I was probably a baby, and I hope my parents weren't those kind of assholes that would take a, a, a newborn baby into a, a blockbuster movie, even in the 70s. Um, <laughs> however, um, I do remember going to The Empire Strikes Back in 1980. I remember going to the drive-in. I remember seeing the crawl. I remember hearing that music, and it sounds just the same as it did then, as it did coming out of your beautiful voice just now. I remember <laughs> the exact same thing. And then I remember the credits. I fell asleep as a three-year-old child at the beginning, at the, at the beginning of Empire, and I woke up at the end of the Empire, and so I, I didn't see it then either. Um, but, that's where I, <laughs> but that's where at least I, rem I start remembering and having Star Wars as a part of my life is right around in that period. Yeah, I mean, I need to funny, turn that off. Yeah, funny you should say that because I was talking in a, a conversation with Cliff the other day, and I was saying that I really struggled watching Empire Strikes Back as a child. I found it really boring. Yeah, it definitely was a it definitely was a weird one. Yeah, it's only until like maybe like my teens that I really started to appreciate the storyline of it and the production. Mm -hmm. Um. But you have to remember, unfortunately, I was brought up in the time of those hideous special editions. Oh, right. So that's what, 97? Yeah. So yep. they're, they're the ones. And you can't get, like, you know, the original versions anymore. So unfortunately, I've only been brought up as a, you know, CGI spoiled brat that doesn't have the proper Anakin <laughs> I at have, the end of Return of the Jedi. I, I lucked out a little bit. I had some friends who, uh, who were part of that whole, like, uh, original cut movement. And so okay. for Chris, for Christmas about five years ago, they gave me the Blu-ray version of that, like an original cut uh, attempt. Not everything was exactly the same, but as close as they could get it to those originals. The thing about... I mean, that's amazing. We need those. We need to, them to re-release it. They'd make so much money. Oh, I, I mean, just de-digitalize them and send them out to me. I'll pay whatever. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. So, um, yeah, well, when I was a kid, so kind of getting back to like that part of Star Wars, like when I was a kid... You know, we, uh, we, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, early 80s, so I don't know if we, I don't think we had a VCR, but, you know, we'd watch it whenever it'd come on TV and all that kind of stuff. But there are plenty of books, like picture books and stuff, the same way they have them now. Like, I had, like, the play school version of Star Wars, so, and I read that a million times, and it includes pictures and scenes that weren't in the movie. So my, my, remember, my, my memory of the movie is kind of a mixture of, like, children's books and the original. So, like, there's a scene with Wedge Antilles that never appeared in the original that I remember very clearly because it's in my Star Wars book. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I knew all that stuff very early. I was uh, like very connected to it very early. And, um, you know, and then the first one that I do remember seeing in the theater on like release weekend was Return of the Jedi. But I had seen the other two a hundred times by then, like every day. Like there were three movies that were on blast in our house. And um, by this time, um, and I don't know if one of them was even out yet, but it was uh, Star Wars. Richard Pryor's The Toy and Ghostbusters. We watched those on repeat, like through the wow. Years. Yes, yeah. You see, mine was the original uh, A New Hope, um, and Return of the Jedi. I remember very clearly, but I used to turn it off after Jabba died. I just wasn't interested after that. Oh, really? I was like, right, Jab yeah, because Jabba the Hutt was my favorite character. I'm such a you know. I'm a whore for cre uh, creature creations in movies. So the whole, mm -hmm. you know, Jabba's palace and then the barge and, you know, all those monsters and aliens. I, I loved that. And then the whole battle sequence, I just, it just blew my mind. I just found everything after that just a little bit. Mm. 
This was up to when I was about eight years old, by the way. You know, I was not impressed by Ewoks. Um, <laughs> but now, now I watch it in its like entirety, entirety, of course. But back then, I was just like, no, Jabba's dead, not interested. So funny, you're like the opposite of every child in America. I mean, like, <laughs> like the Ewoks were like the that, that was part of my thing. Like, I had I had a Wicked lunchbox. I probably had a Wicked stuffed animal. Um, I was rolling all up in that Wicked. And then as I got older, I had to like force myself not to like them because that's what was cool at the time, right? Like you can't like the, the Ewoks, you know, you know that the original version of it was supposed to be Wookiees and you got stuck with these dumb Ewoks, that kind of shit. Um, yeah. But, uh, but back in the day, that was like the best, like watching those, those little monsters just get out there and like defeat the, the Empire. It was so cute. I mean, I, and I could imagine as an adult, you have this kind of a, you know, adult themed last episode where you find out like a father and son are having this big mess and then it, it's all it's all saved by teddy bears. Probably wasn't the way a lot of adults <laughs> imagined it would end. But as a kid, I couldn't think of anything better. Yeah, that's true. I think it was the bits of like, you know, when Luke sits down and does that whole speech with Leia, you know, um, you're my brother and all that. I'm just like, oh, come on, oh, yeah. fight one. Get your, get your lightsaber out and do something. Um, I just felt <laughs> that kissy smoochy between Leia and Han I was just like oh I'm over it come oh, on yeah I get it so somebody just... who loves you who are you somebody who loves you um we have your, your eyesight up... will return in time um <laughs> I just want to bring up at this point <clears throat> when Luke is having that conversation with Leia um outside the treehouse and he like reveals to her or she reveals to him that she knows that um he is her brother um they didn't bring up the kiss from Empire Strikes Back. And I always found that a bit weird that they didn't bring that up. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think whenever you accidentally incest, it's probably something you repress and probably don't bring up very much. Like, hey, remember that time we kissed, but we're related? Like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that conversation. <laughs> exactly. And even if you had done it, you probably never had that conversation. Never again. That's, that's repressed memories. And those deserve to stay repressed. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I just found it really weird. I've scoured the expanded universe, all those novels by, you know, uh, Alan Dean Foster, not a single mention of Luke going, uh, Leia, can I just have a word quickly? Yeah. Hey, I think, <laughs> I think we need to clear the air. We need to clear this giant womp rat yeah. out of the room. And uh, yeah, because even yeah. Han, you know, that look on Han's face when she tells yeah. him that Luke's her brother and he's like, huh? that looks like, yeah, but didn't you... <laughs> See, and that's actually the thing that's less believable than them not having the conversation the fact that Han, there's never a scene where han goes hey dude remember that time you kissed my sister and you thought because you thought you were gonna you were one up in me yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember that time you're like hey i'm so badass and then you made out with your own sister you fucking <laughs> dork <laughs> yeah that's it oh my goodness yeah i mean it, it was very um very strange that that was never brought up or dealt with in the uh, in the expanded universe either. But okay, I'll roll yeah. with it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a long, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, well, so. Rules are different. Rules are different. Yeah, exactly. But um, Tatooine's the Alabama of uh, the Outer Rim. <coughs> <laughs> or in, if you're listening from the UK, it's the Norfolk of the, <laughs> the Outer <Norfolk>. Rim. <laughs> Good enough. Now I know something. Now I know how to. There you go. Awesome. That's awesome. So. Uh, Another thing I just want to bring up here, um, you probably already know this, but one of my favorite little movie trivia facts is that um, George Lucas had a meeting with David Lynch to direct Return of the Jedi. I did not know that. Oh, you didn't? Okay, so he, he talks about it in his autobiography. Basically, no, I hadn't. 
Yeah, a car came and picked up Lynch and took him for a meeting. He knew that the meeting was like with a big studio, but he didn't know who it was. And then it was George Lucas. And they had a conversation about it. Lucas really wanted him on board to direct. Um, he said, after my experience of making Dune, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't really like working with studios anymore. I want to be more independent. Uh, Lucas went, I completely respect that. They shook hands and parted ways. Mm. I think that's probably for the best for this particular set of films because I watched that thing he did with that monkey and I would hate to see the Ewoks talking like that. <laughs> what, you can't imagine that? What's the little creature that sits with uh, Jabba the Hutt? Oh, oh, yeah, just answering with these weird little asides. Now, well, that I yeah. could do. Like, if, they're, yeah. if, if, if they kind of reimagined Jabba's palace as the Red Room and, like, there's that one, those little monsters were walking backwards, it would freak me out. Like, I couldn't watch it as a kid and I'd probably be scarred <laughs> for life, but that'd be pretty dope. Wouldn't it turn out weirdly if, uh, yeah, if Jabba's planets actually took place within the Black Lodge? I would <laughs> love that. <laughs> a massive Peaks fan. I, I would like literally fangirl over that oh, every yeah. day of the week. <laughs> but um, no, amazing. So, um, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Like, so, yes. You, you went and saw that at the cinema? I saw that at the cinema. I remember seeing that very clearly. I mean, by that time, I had every single toy, every single thing that you can collect now that people say, if you saved that from your childhood, you'd be a millionaire. Like, I had the Darth Vader carrying case. I had the, uh, I had the uh, Millennium Falcon. I had the, Darth, uh, the Death Star set. I had all those little characters with the, that, like, had the, um, their lightsaber, like, up in their wrists the way Wolverine's claws work. Um, yes. I had all that stuff. I had all the toys, all the characters that were not, you know, you know, whether they were main characters or just like little side characters that they made it, anything that I could get my hands on, anything that my parents would buy me, I would get those. I'd try to find them in the, the movies, whether they were there or not. I had all that stuff um, when I saw Jedi. And then after Jedi, there's two Ewok movies that I fell in love with. They were all made for TV that are awful, but I loved them back then. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I saw all that now, stuff. I believe the first one was Caravan of Courage, mm -hmm. I believe was the title of the first one. And the second one I do remember very clearly because we did have it on VHS, uh, the Battle of Endor, mm -hmm. uh, which had Sean Phillips, I think a really uh, renowned British actress played the villain in that. But, mm. you know, they are awful and they are made for television. But um, I do actually quite like Battle of Endor. I think it's got um, some really nice moments in it. And there's, there's, you know, apart from the Ewoks, there's nothing that links them to the Star Wars universe. They don't even use any like the sound effects or any of the like the spacecrafts or anything they are a little bit of an oddity but I, i'm not you know i'm not too ashamed of battle of endor i think it's an all right movie no i i mean i i never was upset about it. i think that the, the fun part of those to me you know first of all Bur bill burl ives was the uh, narrator in those which are you know there's yeah. that war warming voice of the same guy who like introduces you to rudolph the red-nosed ranger is also <laughs> the guy that's introducing you to uh this town and then I didn't realize that uh, the the main character, the the youngest kid, was a, a a girl until Ewok Adventure or the the Battle for Endor. I thought the entire time she was a little boy, um, <laughs> so that messed me up because the names are all weird. Um, yes, they are. You know, it's like I think her name was like Sindel or something. Which I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. a kid. I don't. I don't. I don't apply gender to. Uh, to, to, to Star Wars <laughs> yeah. characters by default. Um, and then, you know, it, it was shocking to me, you know, as a kid that, like, you would do a movie like that and then the second one, they just, like, let's kill all the parents. Like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just get rid of them all in the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, like, literally Lord of the Flies with Ewoks. Yep, yep exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
That's a good description, actually. Um, yeah. So, obviously, there was quite a long gap and there was a lot of expanded universe stuff that went on in those years. Were you a fan of that? Did you collect any or read any of the novels, comic books? Uh, where did you stand with the expanded universe? Um, well, I, you know, I, I had a tendency to, you know, I did a little bit of the, the, the games and the, you know, I played a lot of video games. So I, 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 I experienced a little bit of the expanded universe there. I, I didn't read as much of that stuff. Cause you got to see, if you think about where we're kind of coming into, I'm coming into my, like my, my teen years, my early teens at about this point. So sure. while I always was a huge fan and I'd show anybody those movies. And honestly, I'd hold the effects up of the 77 movie to anything that came out through the eighties and even into the early nineties, pre CGI, they, nobody did it better than those space scenes at all. So I'd show a lot of that stuff, but I didn't sit and lean into the expanded universe. Although I was very aware of what was going on in a very similar way that I paid attention to WWE wrestling, but never watched it um, after a certain <laughs> time in my life just because i wanted to make sure I, I knew what was going on yeah sure i mean i was a fan of the expanded universe i did used to read the books mm -hmm. uh, especially like the trilogies that they brought out to begin with this is like when i was maybe like 12 13 when these books were coming out and um, mm -hmm. i really enjoyed the expanded universe i was quite gutted actually that they didn't take any of that on into the um into the new movies i think yeah. there's a lot of stuff in there a lot of like really good sort of story and character content that, that would have uh, come across really well on screen. But no, mm -hmm. they completely jettisoned the whole thing, which I can understand why they did it, but it's a shame. When did all that Dark, dark Apprentice stuff come out? Because that I remember. I remember like the Jedi Academy stuff. I remember Luke going bad. And, you know, I remember the kids, the twins and that kind of stuff a little bit. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's early like 90s, 90s, right? Yeah, yeah like <clears throat> mid to late 90s. I was, I was reading it like sort of early 2000s. I was getting them out from the library, you know, just hoarding them and reading them page to page. But um, yeah, sort of mid nineties, I think a lot of that, uh, those novels came out. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I love to get into it. I, I was really into, you know, like getting through there. Like that was my D and D phase right about that time where I, you know, I didn't say it got cooler, but I did like my, my taste had changed a little bit. Um, but I primarily, my experience through the early 90s with Star Wars tended to be um, playing a lot of uh, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter or just X-Wing and, uh, and that kind of stuff. Mm. Excellent. So we have a, quite a long gap um, before, well, 1999 was the announcement of um, The Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. um, how, did you, how did you feel? Oh, sorry, go on. Did you want to put something else in there? Oh, no. No, not at all. Let's talk about oh, Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, everyone makes that noise when they hear the words Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you want to, real quick, before we get to Phantom Menace, because that's a good, that's a that's an interesting turning point to this whole conversation. You want to get a couple of these messages? Because we, uh, we got about Oh, yeah, 100. absolutely. I'll let, I'll let you be in charge. Dear Mr. Officer, can you lay off the trigger? Mad because your daughter's favorite color is nigger. Whoa, oh. Okay. Well, that's Sorry. not related Apologies. to Star Wars at Okay, now, I think I know what you're talking about, but in the children's Star Wars books, they added stuff uh, from, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity, it's something that I force my kids to do every year around this time of the year, we sit down and we listen to the radio broadcast of yes. uh, Star Wars, and in there, they add the deleted scenes uh, with uh, Luke and uh, Wedge Antilles 
on Tatooine when Wedge is deciding to take his Empire training and go AWOL and join the Rebellion. Vader, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Vader. Those are the exact scenes. They're in the in the in the radio play. They're in the uh, the storybooks from when I was a kid. And then they actually, I I've seen them now um, uh, recorded I, on the deleted scenes of the most current version of whatever uh, iTunes has given me, Star Wars wise. But yeah, that's exactly it. And that radio yeah. play is bomb. Well, they were made by the BBC actually. Mm-hmm. The British Broadcasting Corporation made the Star Wars uh, audio books. So. Yeah, they're played all the time here on the radio. Are those, I mean, not that they have to tie back together, but uh, same people that did uh, did the um, Hitchhiker's Guide stuff? Yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide, and they also did a full cast adaptation of Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's dope. I've, I've listened to um, the Star Wars one, obviously, and I've listened to all of the, and I couldn't get enough of the Hitchhiker's. I've never listened to the Lord of the Rings one, but those would be awesome. Yeah, Hitchhiker's is my favorite. Mine I too. I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So one of those Star Wars, I think it's the one where Darth Vader became Darth Vader. He was, I don't know. I was watching it and then I fell asleep. I got a text from my (laughs) other friend in the movie theater that was like, is it just me or is this boring? That's when I knew I wasn't a Star Wars fan. (laughs) That and when... um, Back in like the fifth grade, someone said, your mama played in Star Wars without a costume. I, I, I just wasn't having it, dude. <laughs> that, that, you know, what? that's a very good your mama joke, actually. And I understand, especially if it was in uh, if it was uh, Revenge of the Sith. We'll get into that, too. OK, here is my definitive order for the trilogies, the three trilogies of Star Wars. OK, in number based on just, you know, the numbers that as they are four, five, eight. That's right. I love Ryan Johnson, and I'm ready to fight you for it. Six, seven, one, two, three, and nine, because nine is absolute dog shit. (laughs) All right. All right. Wow. That uh, that that the Gauntlet Throne. We'll get there. We'll get there because I don't want to give away the rankings yet. That's so early. You you spilled it early, but I love it. I I love that you you uh you have some big opinions there, and I. Uh, we'll get there. All right, let's do a couple more. I don't want to go through all of them because I want to keep going, but let's hear it. We'll do a couple more so we're not... Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's not entirely true. Um, Dune came after that. He ended up making Dune after that. Mm, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll have to look. Okay. I'll, I'll look that I up. That's good. Rece- I didn't bring my receipts. Sorry, I do <laughs> apologize. Wait uh, a minute. What was the big like huge worm like that was eating everything like it was on the ship and it was sitting there it couldn't even move around because it was so goddamn big what was the name of that creature Ooh, that just creeped me out watching that as a motherfucking kid oh are you watching tremors <laughs> well um <laughs> there, so there's two right there's the sarlacc right if you're talking yeah. about return of the jedi you're talking about the sarlacc that um that Almost ate Boba, Boba Fett. Spoiler, he's got a new movie coming out or a new TV show coming out. He's, he's back alive and he's old. Um, so uh, he, he, uh, when we were kids, Boba got eaten. Um, but then there's an, also another monster, and i got to look, look it up, uh, what, what its actual name was. But the asteroid monster, right? So it, it's called Exogorf yes. is the name of the, the asteroid monster. So in Empire Strikes Back, when they're hiding out from the Empire, trying to get away from the, the Star Destroyer, 
they they hide out on an asteroid and they hide out in one of the little crevices and they get out and there's like all these bats and they're trying to figure out why there's life forms in this asteroid. And then they realize as they're trying to leave that they're actually inside the like esophagus of a creature called the exogorth. Oh, okay. Um, and just just to cover all bases, if you were talking about Dune, there is sand monsters in Dune as well, but they're they're really shit. Yeah. <laughs> and if you were talking about um, Beetlejuice, I think they're also called sandworms in that. <laughs> and if you were talking about Tremors, they have a lot of different names, and there's still movies being made about that, and that's the only way Michael Gross is still getting paid because I'm sure that I'm not sure that they're still showing Family Ties on the TV. <laughs> that's very true. Should we hit one more? And then yeah, let's hit one more. Oh, I uh, was not a, originally a fan of Twin Peaks. I am a bit of a David Lynch fan because that that guy like knows what he's doing when he makes movies. Like he's in, in terms of like setting a tone, he he knows. Um, Twin Peaks, I did not love as much as Twin Peaks: The Return, which I thought was amazing. Like I haven't rewatched it, but that was an experience, especially that entirely black and white one uh, about like the birth of evil. Very cool. So yeah, without getting all the way into Twin Peaks, because that'll de derail us from Star Wars almost completely. Yeah. Let me just say, if you were a child under the age of 13 and you fall in love, you should not be able to fall in love with an, uh, uh, any sort of Twin Peaks or any sort of thing that David Lynch has created. It means you have some sort of disorder. You're only supposed to fall in love with them once you hit 15 or 16 and start writing some poetry about Spider-Man. Absolutely. Uh, I've got, I've got um, the owl cave symbol tattooed on my left arm. Oh, that's just awesome. Saying. That's, That's how awesome. much of a Twin Peaks fan I am. Just saying, just saying. I'm a, I'm a huge <laughs> fan too. I had one friend when I was like in the sixth grade who loved it and like would brought in like the Twin Peaks uh, soundtrack to school. And I didn't appreciate it back then. I was like, you're too young to like this. This is weird. And then as I got older, I was like, that guy was maybe the coolest kid in our school or he's a serial murderer now. <laughs> well, I know what our next chat's going to be about. There we go. <laughs> I've marked it in the diary already. <laughs> Done. Done. All right. Done. So we're, okay. we're at the Phantom Menace. How old are you during the Phantom Menace? Oh God, how am I? Hold up, how old am I? Um, oh, I'm ten. Ten, 1999. okay. I'm ten. So you're ten. You're about the same age as I was when I saw um, uh, Return of the Jedi, right? And yes, so, yeah. so when the you know me and my you know one of the things about movies like this, and it's probably for a lot of people, whether it's exactly the same or not, with Star Wars. My dad, my dad was a big fan of Star Wars, or at least he became a big fan of Star Wars because I was a big fan of Star Wars. So when the um, special editions came out, me and my dad um, bought tickets early back in the day when you had to buy tickets early. And we sat, you know, for two hours in the theater to make sure that we can get good seats. And we went and saw all three of the movies, you know, when they came out concurrently uh, that year um and and watch them you know on the big screen even with the you know even with all the special edition stuff it was just a really great experience to be able to see those movies in the big screen with my dad so we had a lot of fun with that you know uh, that weird dance sequence and um, return of the jedi aside and um so when the when the when the when it got announced they were doing the phantom menace i did the whole thing i got um i got to the uh the, to the theater in our hometown a day early i camped out I was third person in line. I got tickets, uh, and then when it when it came the day that the the sh the um, actual thing came out, I was there two days early. We slept over. First person in line for uh, for the movie. So I did the whole thing. My dad came and saw it with me. Wow! I did the whole bit. I saw it three times in two days. Like I bought three sets of tickets. I saw it 
first first showing in um, where I was from the 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 next morning and then that next afternoon. So I I did the whole bit when this came out. Wow, I mean, I used to, I remember seeing people on the news that were camping out and like getting massively excited about it. People dressed up, you know, like it was a massive phenomenon. Like people were so excited. I remember being really excited and getting yeah. tickets for the first performance, but obviously living in England it, with a small local cinema, you could get a ticket. No problem. There was no camping out. You know, you just went on the day and got a ticket. But I remember the buzz, the feeling, everyone was so excited and I love that teaser poster. Do you remember the teaser poster of like Anakin, but in the shadow of Darth Vader behind? Oh, him? that I mean, that was a perfect poster. That him just kind of leaning up against the wall, like uh, he was James Dean, like yeah. little little child James Dean, and then there's the Darth Vader shadow just in the background. It was a great poster. I mean, Amazing. absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, and uh, the film I, I wish the poster out. people made that movie. Um, so yeah, so I go in and I, I get into the theater. I'm very excited. I had already heard that like the the screenings didn't go well and that people clapped at the beginning and then kind of didn't at the end. And I was I was kind of set up for it, but I am you know I'm going in with blind fanboy love, right? Yeah. I I'm going in there to watch this whole movie. So I got through the first time. I endured Jar Jar. I endured that like the entire thing was saved by um, a little kid who didn't know how to turn the autopilot on on a. Yeah, on, on the on the um his ship and like that everything <laughs> didn't count and um that all the trade route stuff and all that stuff but I, I i did it i came out of the movie and i was like this is great i knew it was bad in my deep down but i couldn't admit yeah. it to myself at the time because first of all i had to go see it two more times in the next two days and second i i, I tried to <laughs> i tried to tell myself that um I am just setting too high an expectation because i've i've put it on a pedestal and i needed some time to get into it. So I saw it the first time, thought, decided that I loved it, saw it the second time, decided that I really loved it, saw it the third time, and decided that uh, maybe I would take some time to absorb it before I saw it a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember, I, I remember watching it, being very confused at the beginning. I, it, you know, obviously, um, not anymore, but at the time, you know, England was in the European Union, and that was that's what it was like watching that first sequence with trade deals and, you know, people like, you know, trade negotiators as Jedi and all that, you know, stuff at the beginning really confused me. I have no idea what was going on. It was like watching, you know, uh, PM question time here in the UK. Um, so that really, oh, excuse me, motorbike going past. That was really like confusing. And then you have Jar Jar on top of that, who really stole like a lot of the limelight away, I think, from you McGregor um, as Obi Wan. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like the, the scene and, Lee, and, you know, and Liam Neeson, right? Liam Neeson's in this yeah, movie. Yeah, Liam Neeson, yeah. expert. So you're a ten year old and you see this. What do you think, like, about Jar Jar as a ten year old? So my brother's seven years older than me. So obviously, I always looked up to his opinion, and he walked out of the cinema and went, "Well, that was a pile of crap." And I was okay. like, "Yeah, that was a pile of crap." Even though I did really enjoy like the whole Darth Maul sequence, the um, the lightsaber fight. I thought that was really well done. I thought the music was incredible. But I came away just very confused. I just didn't really understand the story. Right. Um, but, you know, then my brother filled me in with the whole thing about, you know, like Palpatine, he was going to become the emperor in the future. And that sort of made me link it to the older films more. But for me, there wasn't really much 
like linkage going on. I couldn't quite see where the over over like the arc of the story connected to the original films at that time. Mm-hmm. I think I'm up a bit young, but I just remember not knowing really what was going on. Got it. Got it. What about the kid? Like having this kid, did you know that that kid's going to be Darth Vader? Uh, I, I knew from the poster and my brother had told me. Mm-hmm. So I knew that that was going to be the storyline for that. Um, How did it feel knowing that that little kid, this like precocious little, like for all intents and purposes, like the Jerry Maguire kid or the whatever was going to be like the big bad for the rest of these things. Did it feel like weird at all? Was there any disconnect in your brain at the time? Do you remember? I couldn't relate to him. I mean, I think that he was in the movie to be relatable, but I did not relate to him at all. I thought he was a bit actually annoying. Like even, even at 10 years old, I thought like he's that kid in class that always puts his hand up, knows everything, thinks he's really clever. Uh, so I couldn't really connect with him, even though we were both probably the same age. Yeah. Um, yeah and, you know, obviously um, the other, the other films were far in the future. So I, I couldn't really see the connections at that, that point, but I do remember like coming out of my brother really hating upon it. And <laughs> Like you said, you know, like you go in and you try and say, no, no, it was really good. You try and convince yourself. Um, right. I didn't even have any of that in me, to be honest. I was so I was very disappointed. Yeah. I, if I really want to make myself angry, if I need to for for whatever, if I really want to get myself annoyed and riled up, I just play back in my head. Anakin going Yippee! over and over in my head until like, <laughs> I want to punch somebody in the face. Like that's the way I like if I want to get psyched up for Mike Tyson fight, that's what I do. I just be if I were Mike Tyson, I would just be Yippee! Yippee! Yeah. <laughs> I just picture, I think, I picture Jar Jar um, eating that thing and like choking on it and just being a bit of an idiot. And yeah. then I also think of the the naked C-3PO as well. All right, just right. my gears. That's when I recognized, Why? I first started to recognize the concept of trying to overly interconnect a show uh, or a movie yeah. with like the, the future and past. Just seem to get out of hand like you don't need to justify cp3 c3po being built by anakin there's no reason to do that outside of like really just trying to fuck with stuff for no reason like that that was such a yeah. silly choice even back then i can recognize why they wanted to do jar jar um you know you want that little character that's the that you know that's your that's your lunchbox character that's your you know your your your, your child connector and I, I know a lot of kids or a lot of people who were kids at the time who loved jar jar so i'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and bash him forever. Um, needless to say, as an adult, or I think anybody over like 13, 14, probably not their favorite. Or the, anything with the Gungans. I think that they got played for laughs too much. It's too absurd uh, a group as opposed to, you know, the Ewoks were cute and like there was something about them that made them feel a little bit more authentic in a weird sort of way. But those, those Gungans yeah. just got me. I mean, Gungans could blink. Ewoks couldn't. I suppose that's a little bit of a progression. <laughs> fair enough but um no i just remember being very disappointed and coming out and just being overly confused by it but loving darth maul and thinking mm-hmm. oh my god yeah i can't wait to see where this character goes oh no he's been cut in half he's cut he's oh, done no, he, he did. He yeah did. he was great um you know i was i had a hard time with the duel of the fates soundtrack you were saying how great it was as an adult mm-hmm. i was so used to i'd watched the movie so many times and i was so used to the original soundtrack of those three that it was it took a long time for me to get down with the uh, duel of the fates because i was just like being a being a i was i was what 22 21 when this came out and uh i was just like oh i can't do this i just need my old music back but you know that was 
that was still and, and it probably still is the big you know most uh choreographed like kind of cartoon style jedi fight that that's been in any of these movies like they haven't they yeah. haven't done it quite that big since there's been decent fights but nothing like that no i loved it like it was lightsabers it was you know when he extends the other end when he has a double-ended lightsaber that to me was like mm-hmm. like really excited by that um, yep. that was pretty much it um we have the phrase here in the uk fan wank do you use that phrase no but i kind of can guess what it means um yes yeah, so a fan wank is just putting absolutely ridiculous things into films just to please the fans yep. I like so that. They do it with um, the TV series here, Doctor Who. They do a lot of fan wanking Doctor Who now. But oh, yeah. um, they, they, they fan wank the shit out of Mandalorian, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, but they do it in such a different way. I mean, I, yeah, I want to get to that. I like it, but there are there are some things in there that are like, I don't need that yeah. spider. You don't need to make a whole episode so I can see Ro- uh, Macquarie spider. Um. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but then the, the whole C3PO thing, you know, for me was yep. just fan wank. It was too far, too far. Yeah. Um, yep. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, the 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 ones that that ended up doing uh, the ones that uh, that that you know there there were some interesting things in there. I liked that there were some uh, some ETs in it, right? They had that that, that yeah. scene in the the Senate where there were a couple. I like those those cameos made me happier than the other ones. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, the other thing that I kind of came out of that missing, and I, I I think I don't think they've really recovered it since still. Um, which is why I'm looking forward to Road Squadron, is they really didn't have what the the second half of what I thought made Star Wars so great, which were the dogfights and the and the and the and the the, 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 the starfighter scenes. There wasn't X Wings yeah. out there, there weren't the TIE fighters. That was so cool in the first Star Wars. You know, there was barely any Jedi, but there's a whole lot of that space stuff. And even when we and then when we get into Return of the Jedi, we have both things running in parallel in such a cool way. Yeah, the ship designs were not great in Phantom Menace. Yeah, no, like, they weren't. They well, they, they, there were no sh- there there were no great ship scenes in the entire first the prequel trilogy. There was a little bit of star stuff at the end of Phantom Menace, and there was a little teeny bit of it at the beginning of of uh, Revenge. And then there's Obi Wan like just traveling around, you know, getting chased by Bo- uh, Jango. But that's it. There wasn't anything in there that was really Starfighter based in the way that they had no. it back in in the in the original trilogy. And I, I thought that was a huge miss for them. Like I get like wanting to focus on the Jedi. And I think and I'm gonna I'm gonna start with what Star Wars started getting wrong right here is yeah. overestimating the 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 intrigue of the Jedi. I liked the Jedi when I was a kid. I thought I was. That's how my parents got me to do things. Like, would Luke say no to that broccoli, or would he like be one with the force and eat that broccoli, Jason? Oh yeah, Luke would eat that broccoli. <laughs> I love that. Would he fight? Would would that. Luke get mad right now if he had to do his homework, or would he be at peace with it? Because because you know <laughs> he, he didn't want to turn the dark side. Oh, he'd do his homework right now. Oh yes, he would, Jason. So Did it was a control system. Do you not just wave your hands at your parents and say, "Jason doesn't want to eat the broccoli"? <laughs> oh, he tried. Oh, he tried. But uh, as a as this a young is Padawan. Not the <laughs> exactly but it was a, it was an easy thing for me to like you know i was connected to it i really liked it and i thought i wanted more of it but honestly the more jedi i got in the prequels the less i enjoyed the jedi the the the, the more stilted the conversations went the more annoying yeah. what they said was the, even with yoda and i love yoda i'm not gonna like but the more i was like this dude don't make no sense why is he talking like that yeah i completely agree with you the more i saw the jedi the less impact they had 
you know, the more, the less sort of, um, like they, it sort of stripped away the mythology of the Jedi yep. and had them there as, you know, Samuel L. Jackson and Yoda and, you know, some, you know, extra in the background that was just put in to get killed off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There was, there was no, like it completely just destroyed the mystery of the Jedi for me. Yep. You know, and, and, and I think yeah. that's where it started to go wrong. And I, I give, actually, I give Clone Wars a lot of credit, one, for recognizing that the Jedi turned out to kind of be assholes. And they actually played off of that and also giving some of that war stuff. But if it weren't for the Clone Wars uh, show, um, I think that you could write off that whole, I, I, wouldn't, I would never watch or I would never connect any of that prequel stuff the way that I, I do now because I, I, I appreciate what they did with that animated series. Sure. Well, we're talking quite a lot about Attack of the Clones now, so we've sort of segued into it. That mm -hmm. whole sequence of um, C-3PO and R2-D2 on the conveyor, on the conveyor belts, to me, mm -hmm. are just unforgivable. Unforgivable. <laughs> well, and it's, it, you know, and I, I see what they're trying to do, and this is something they started doing in Jedi and Empire. You know, C-3PO also got shredded apart in the second movie, right? You got, he went into the wrong place and runs, he's just, he spends half the movie on uh, Chewbacca's back. But yes, that, that whole scene, yeah. and again, they have these weird scenes. They did it at the beginning of Jedi. The, the, the bar sequence that you love so much is still like a comedy of errors, right? Half of it is like C-3PO and R2-D2, mostly C-3PO, R2-D2 is a, a badass, just like falling around but accidentally killing people or helping, you know? They, they have this thing where they, for some reason, the Lucas specifically or in these movies where you have to have like these little like accidental funny kills or funny people fighting at the same time you have the regular like Jedi and like bounty hunters doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I get what you mean. It's just that I found that whole sequence in attack of the clones. I was just watching it going, what is this? This oh, is yeah. Star Wars. This no. is Pixar. I'm watching yep. a Pixar movie right now. Yep. What's Absolutely. It's, it was uh, awful. What you about, what you, yeah. What did you think of Hayden Christensen as, um, as uh, Anakin? Uh, nothing, nothing about his performance impressed me um, at the time or now. I, I, I think that, you know, I'm sure that they, he did exactly what they wanted him to do, but that's not, the, that's not the Anakin Skywalker I wanted or believe existed behind Darth Vader. If that's the guy that turns into Darth Vader, um, you know, it makes you rethink of, like, how badass can Darth Vader actually be? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I did not find his performance in Attack of the Clones, especially the opening sequence when he's... Uh, swinging from ship to ship to chase the bounty hunter um i didn't i just didn't find him very engaging again like they're just a little bit of a casting mistake and obviously um it's just been announced that he'll be coming back for the obi-wan kenobi series playing darth vader so hopefully encased in as much rubber as possible he won't be giving it such a wooden performance yeah well i mean it's like i'm sorry master i'm sorry master like he might as well have been genie from fucking igene and genie the way he talked to fucking <laughs> obi-wan yes you're right you're right no i completely agree it was a bad choice it was it was almost like pantomime it just to me they stripped that realness away from it and it was just very wooden the dialogue was bad and mm -hmm. they and and i think the turning point for me uh where star wars started to go down a hill as well is the over-reliance on the cgi and the practical effects sort of dissipating you know the use of practical effects 100 uh, percent. Really well you know there are so you know if you watch you can if you watch the old movie you know the prequels again um after even watching the you know and we get into this stuff too but even after watching the new the new movies the disney the disney sequels 
what you see in those movies is a lot of people walking down corridors, stopping to talk to other people in corridors, then turning around and walking the other direction. There are so many corridor conversations where there's like Coruscant <laughs> going on in the background. So there's like all this CG, but it's just people having dialogue, um, stopping to talk to each other and then turning around and walking the other way. And the Padme does it. Uh, you know, the emperor does it. Uh, it happened. Hayden Christensen and, and Obi-Wan do it. It happens so many times, whether they're up on Camino or they're, they're at Coruscant. It's just repeatedly this, this, this thing where it's a bunch of people going to talk about something to uh, tell, to like tell their boss what's going on, and then to leave, and then go out and do it on their own. It's fucking frustrating as shit. Um, and part of that is an reliance on CG because you want they want to just put these backgrounds to make it look like they're in a cool place when really all we're seeing is like some some CGI cars rolling rolling back in the background. Yeah, it's really bad, uh, guys. Just quickly, if you're enjoying this conversation, please do uh, give some claps. The more people in here, the more comments we'll get later on, and uh, you can talk to two. Star Wars geeks about <laughs> uh, your favorite movie franchise, but we are talking about how it went wrong, and yep. I think it's a really good way to segue into Revenge of the Sith. He says, yes. cringing. Yes. So, and again, here's the thing about Anakin that I don't love, and that that this, the the um, that the Clone Wars did such a better job, and and I was so much happier in these movies. Anakin and Hay the way Hayden Christensen plays him is like got that whiny youthfulness of Luke who when I was a kid I really loved and then you hear it and it's like I don't care about your power converters quick Brian you're grounded and um, <laughs> but so there's a little bit of that whining but it's it's matched with like an impertinence like he just doesn't care what other people say the the the, the Anakin that should have existed is this really brave like likable dude who's like really good at what he does I'm too good at what he does. And he converts from there. Like I expect Anakin and Obi-Wan at a certain point to be friends. They're never friends. And even in this movie, I don't believe that they like each other. Yeah. Yeah. That comes across. Definitely. You know? It doesn't seem like Anakin trusts him. It doesn't think like Obi-Wan still thinks of him as a kid. There's no connection to them in that, in that, in those movies that actually makes you go, yeah, these guys were best buddies. And this was, heartbreaking and um, you know they say it but i never feel yeah it. no no there seems to be a bitterness coming from anakin pretty much throughout the whole of revenge of the sith you know um i can understand that he's being held back you know he thinks he's more progressed um in his jedi ways than he uh, than obi-wan thinks he is but you're right they're just like Obi-Wan's like the teacher that you hate at school. Do you know what I mean? That's how Anakin treats him. There's no right. friendship really going on there. No. It's a bunch of eye rolls and everybody's pissed all the time. The entire time he's like, yeah. oh, God damn it, Anakin. Now no, I have to right. run in here. You fucking asshole. Like, if, if he could swear, that's what God damn it, Anakin would be the only thing that Obi-Wan would ever say the whole movie if he was allowed to um, in that series. Yeah, no, that's great. That's true. Very true. The thing I really did like about it was that they, I mean, there was a little sequence in Attack of the Clones, I think it was, where you saw the plans for the Death Star. Um, I really liked that. Uh, like the little nod, yeah. you know, where we could see, we could finally see where this connectivity mm -hmm. between the, the prequels and the original trilogy was yeah. going. Um, yeah. And then obviously we get the the last big battle between Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin right. at the end, which I thought was actually really well done. I quite enjoyed that. I did too. And I, I think that that was the one that was good. Um, you know, I'll always, I always get down on yoga, uh, yoga on Yoda doing this <laughs> thing, flipping around, being all cool. And, uh, you know, CGI being what it is. I thought that part was, that scene was good. I, I couldn't, 
I, I don't know if this is going to be something that is going to be controversial or not. Samuel Jackson never made me believe that he was a Jedi or gave a shit about being a Jedi. And that right. whole scene was wasted. I didn't understand that. That scene being, I understand why they did the scene the way they did and the allusions back to the, he, you know, he's too dangerous to live kind of shit. But um, mm. that scene and, 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 um, and his place in the whole conversation in general, just, it bothered me, not because of stunt casting, but just because I didn't, I didn't believe it and I didn't feel it. I didn't believe it either. I felt like he could just whap out a conversation with Palpatine about a Royale with cheese at any moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, well, and, I, and, and you feel like, hey, you know, he, these guys are supposed to be smart, and then they're like, it's just they just start making dumb decisions. Like he goes in there to do it, go out, go at it alone, um, and recognizes all this stuff, but doesn't really behave the way you expect him to, and he doesn't also. He doesn't also react the way I expect. Like you, I, I think of it like my Meisner training, like my acting training. Like you need to react to what's going on in the scene. And it felt like he wasn't reacting to what was going on in the scene. He just found out that there's a conspiracy to take over the entire globe by this old dude, and nothing was getting done. Like he's just like, and I'm mad, and I'm gonna, and I'm not gonna, you know, the the extremeness of the situation matched. It didn't match against his tone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a shame because. There's that part has such potential mm-hmm. and was quite a pinnacle role. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm sorry, guys, if you haven't seen the last episode of The Mandalorian season two, just put your fingers in your ears for one moment. But I did think that he was going to turn up as the Jedi at the end. Interesting. Interesting. I, I like that one. I actually like that one. I, I kind of figured he was gone and done from it, but that would have been an. That would have been an interesting choice, too. I, I, I had not to get into that one because uh, fingers and ears, too. I had. I had a conversation, I have a podcast about The Mandalorian, and I said there was no way in hell it was going to end the way it did. Um, but I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right, all right so we, we're, um, we're at this one. I feel like this one had the, was the best of these, but wasn't by any means good. Yeah. Like I feel like I got beat down by Phantom Menace. I actually like Clone Wars better than Phantom Menace, and I know that that's uh, one of those things where a lot of people disagree with that, would put uh, Clone behind. But I, I did like a little bit of that because I do like uh, Ewan McGregor. I thought he did a better job. Camino kind of sucked, but I got I got Django. The end scenes were a little bit better. Um, getting a Yoda fight was good. So that was the one. And then this one I think was the best of these three. And you know the the the, the screaming of no at the end didn't bother me. Like it bothered some people. Um, no, but, <laughs> no, I, it's better than yippee. Um, <laughs> And Can and kind of that, that rise situation, but trying to clean it all up, sending everybody where they needed to go, kind of you know felt like it was tied back in its own way. Even though if you look at it for any given time, um, it, it kind of messed up. But of those three, I was the most satisfied with that one. I'd actually been living in Florida at the time that one was out in college, um, so I seen it with some college friends who had stayed up all real late to watch, um, and they were also kind of like, "This was good." Uh, way better than the other ones. And we were also coming off a very disappointing other sequel series at the same time. So um, not too soon before this, Matrix 3 came out. So Matrix Revolutions had also come out at about the same time. So I'm coming off disappointment to a disappointment. So I'm measuring this against Matrix also. And so from that standpoint, I'm like, this is the best movie I've seen all year. <laughs> and then Batman's Begins and a bunch of other shit came out about the same time, so that erased that. But yeah, yeah that's about that same time period. Yeah, sure. I mean, I saw it. I was living in Paris. Um, was I living in Paris at the time? 
No, we we just moved, I think, and um, I remember going to watch it in French and not really knowing what was going on. My friend was next to me, going, "Oh, we're so telling me what was going on," um, and what um, I didn't quite understand the choice of names. I mean, does it ever um, is it ever mentioned anywhere in Star Wars lore why um, Amidala chooses Luke and Leia as the names, or is it just like her own personal choice? Is that a connection to anything or? Not that I'm aware of. Very random names. Seeing that she's called Amadala and her boyfriend's called Anakin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Luke and Leia. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 It doesn't mean, yeah, I mean, the only reason I think that, yeah, I mean, they had to name them those because that's what their names were later. And that would have been a little bit too much uh, course correction for, uh, for Lucas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was just sort of wondering, you know, maybe she just you know, wanted to keep it simple. You know, one syllable, two syllable names. Perfect. Um, should we hit some messages until we head into Yeah, let's hit, let's hit some messages because we we've already been on an hour and I got um, and we might have to double this God, conversation. Yeah. So let's do some messages and then we can get into the next part. Absolutely. RIP to David Prowse, who played Darth Vader. He passed away this year. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Rest in peace. We also just um, recently lost Boba Fett. Yes, Jeremy. Oh, oh, I can't remember his surname. Jeremy. Oh, it's on the tip of my mind. Um, he used to live down the road from us uh, when I was younger. Jeremy Bullock. Jeremy Bullock. Bullock. That's the one. Yeah. What about that movie about Kiss going to the amusement park? Do you remember that? Kiss the oh, yeah. band. I, I do remember that movie. Again, that's a little bit on the other way, but I think that's a Scooby-Doo movie. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Hello, Keith Andrew. How are you doing? Hi, Andrew. I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for joining us here, talking about Star Wars. What is, What are your guys' morning routines? Like, every day of a morning routine. <laughs> every <laughs> I just... morning, I get up and I cry about Phantom Menace, but then I watch a little bit of A New Hope and I'm okay. Ewoks, <laughs> to me, in those movies seem fake. I wish they would get some real Ewoks. Not those fake ones. <laughs> Fair Where enough. Where you get a real Ewok from? And if you can, please yeah. message me. I, want I also would like a teacup bear. If anybody could find me a bear that's a little bit smaller than an Ewok that I could keep in my house, I'm, I'm open and taking submissions. Absolutely. I want a baby Yoda. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, and you guys have a YouTube channel, right? And if and someone there... Asking you to switch credit cards for a day. Does right. Well, I we sorry. We got to keep moving. I appreciate the credit card yeah. stuff, but we got to keep going. Thank you. Yeah. Don't Apologies. do that, Andrew. Don't do swapping credit cards. Sounds. <clears throat> I think he's talking about job Java. Oh Jabba yeah, Java's a Java's called a hut. They're huts, right? That's yeah, the name of their. Yeah, spaceballs. It's Pizza the Hut. Yeah. Which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the okay, now, actually... If you were a fan of the expanded universe, uh, which is what Disney is uh, calling Legends, uh, but for most of the Star Wars community, we have decided it is canon until they can fix the mess that they allowed JJ and Ryan to make. But don't let me get off track. But if you were a fan of the expanded universe, you would understand and you would love the Phantom Menace more than almost all of them, with the exception <gasps> of, of course, Revenge of the Sith. Just saying. 
Would I though? Oh, okay. Would I though? I like I like Nazi the Old Republic. I like other things, but I don't know if I don't know about that. Vader, we're gonna have to talk about that. I, I want to know because I, I probably missed something that was very important, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it would take a Xanax for me to enjoy Phantom. <laughs> I watched it. I remember one oh, yeah, time I was your job being the third imposter, and uh, yeah, oh yeah, Star Star Wars. Yeah, I managed to get to see it. Uh, see Empire Strikes Strikes Back at the theater back in the early eighties. Uh, yeah, but yeah, what what let it down is uh, George Lucas's Lucas's and his um, yeah wooden dialogue uh, for it for his actors. Yeah. Uh, probably could have made made it work with a little bit more going back to the you know the original uh, A New Hope, you know, a bit more uh, sassy dialogue in there. Yeah, um, it is I'm definitely. So sorry, Jason. My... And my finger hit the button just as you spoke. I do apologize. Oh no, no, no sweat. Um, I don't remember what I what we what was that question before then? Um, I said I'd I said I'd rather take a Xanax than watch. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I the last time I tried to watch that with somebody else that was in I was in Provo, Utah with some Mormon girls, and uh, like try <laughs> they, I wasn't going to get anywhere anyway uh, with the Mormon girls, but uh, <laughs> that, that movie like, like yeah, I just fell asleep right at the beginning of the movie, so it didn't matter. I remember that. Um, but and then the second one, I agree with him so wholeheartedly. I, I think that that's a problem. And um, honestly, with the Mandalorian, too, I think Favreau tried to write in that style. And there's a lot of stilted dialogue, even in the current stuff that bothers me in comparison to uh, specifically uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. I don't know what made it decide that we had to speak a very particular style of English in order for it to be considered Star Wars conversations. But it's yeah. so so weird um and it, it, it bums me out like um even in the mandalorian stuff i'll be like this would be so much better if people would just talk normal yes do you know what i mean like they do it in every other show game of thrones even though that is like extreme fantasy they do mm -hmm. talk reasonably like normal people yeah so um yeah i i do get what you mean you know yeah. i know that there's quite you know we're, we're coming from two sides of the pond like i said and we both agree yeah. that the dialogue and the and the delivery just, is jilted. it just doesn't feel like people are talking to each other they feel like they're they're speaking and into this weird like you know conversational kind of limbo with a lot of that stuff so it, it I, I agree with you and i think that, that you know that's another part where this went wrong lucas wrote episode four right he wrote it directed it he participated in it as a producer he wasn't the only writer on these other ones. And then I think that was the other part of these prequels that were challenging is he decided to write and direct all of them. And he had a, ch he changed the style of uh, director. He was um, from being the scrappy guy to being the guy that has all the toys. And he's one of those guys that needs needed to stay scrappy and for, in order for that to really continue to be great. Um, the minute he got, got given all the toys, he played with them too hard and it just became yeah. you know, cold. Absolutely, and you should never play with your toys too hard, guys. Yeah, you don't want unless they were meant. Unless they were meant to, like, look at the back of the box that says "Play hard with this," and then it's okay. Yes, <laughs> just change the batteries. You don't want those leaks. Usually, Anne Summers or Victoria's Secret that have those warnings on side of the boxes of toys. But right. um, moving swiftly on, um, we're going to move to um, episode seven. All right. No, no, yeah, episode seven. So. Um, for me, this obviously this has been recent. It's all of our recent stuff, and so when this stuff came out, I was very excited again. 
Um, J.J. Abrams, at this point, I didn't realize what kind of director he was, um, and I, I didn't see it, and I didn't necessarily catch it in the Star Trek stuff, because I enjoyed the first two Star Treks, the first one, obviously, more than the second one. I knew there was something yeah. up in my brain with him that I didn't quite get, but I was very excited, and it felt, it felt better. One of the other parts of Star Wars that I love in the first few episodes, it's like this scrappy gang of people who are putting it together you know you've got these intimate groups of people who are friends or become friends and are having to fight off this bigger thing but there's it starts small there's still a human story there's still a one or two people um whereas the prequels even when we think about anakin or, or padme or obi-wan they're part of this bigger collection already they're not the outsiders they're not like they're not the scrappy rebels they are a, a preordained group of the they're, they're the military for all intents and purposes they're the they're they're they're, they're the might and they're kings and queens and, and royalty. And so I'm watching that stuff, whereas in Star A New Hope, we're talking about a, a farmer and a farm boy. So coming back to Ray, having her have that isolated part, even though I didn't realize what the content was going to be, made me excited again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the teaser trailer and then the, the main trailer that was released got me really excited for this film. Mm -hmm. Do you mean, like, uh, seeing Han and Chewie back together, seeing the Millennium Falcon... Uh, even the introduction of the new characters made me excited. That's that sequence in um, in the trailer when um, Finn stands up and he's a stormtrooper. Do you know what I mean? It's such mm -hmm. a great new take. Obviously, that character did not fare well for the rest of the movies, but we'll get there. Um, mm -hmm. But I I thought Force Awakens was a lot of fun, and I even though it's basically a rehash of um, A New Hope. I think there's a lot of stuff in there that is really, really good. It's exciting. It introduces Star Wars to a whole new generation. Um, and I think there's some nice character moments. Again, bogged down slightly with continuity. You know, people like knowing the relationships between like Leia and Han and Luke, um, you know, and all this sort of thing. But um, like you said, like there's two things in life that sell now, sex and nostalgia. And it was a massive dollop of nostalgia right there. Mm -hmm. And I personally love that. Yep, and I, I had a lot of sex watching that movie. No, um, that, that I agree with you. And it, any of my reservations of that movie were are only in retrospect. When I first watched it, I enjoyed it. I could tell I very much could follow all the beats, but I thought that the, you know, but when 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 uh, you know, spoilers, I guess when Han gets killed, I was. Uh, very surprised that they would do that and i i i had to i had to sit in that theater and let it like really sink in for a minute that that happened and i was distraught yeah. you know there's some there's some pieces in there that didn't work you know and we, we we can talk a little bit about that but i didn't i liked adam driver a whole lot more than i liked anything that was going on in that 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 you know maybe outside of darth maul as far as bad guys go i liked his mask i liked the way he that he, his force felt powerful like he actually felt like he was strong and could do things. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't a hundred percent know how everything was going to turn out. I, I like that. You know, the one thing that always made me laugh is how much they were just really trying to sell you on like, uh, what's his name? The, uh, the pilot, uh, Oscar Isaac's character. Like that is one oh, hell yeah. of a pilot. Po. Every time you mentioned po. him, Poe. Yeah. yeah. When, every time Poe Dameron's name got brought up, he's like, Poe Dameron, he's one hell of a pirate. Like, I just, like, I wanted Tony the Tiger to pop out every time. Every time anybody said Poe Dameron, he just jumped out and go, he's great. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, 
there was a lot of Poe butt kissing going on. Yeah, there was a lot of like you yeah. need to know that Poe's good, and the only way we're going to tell you know that you're going to know that Poe's good isn't by the way he flies because we're not going to do another. Or again, we're not going to do some really like intense dogfight stuff. We're going to tell you he's great because he's going to have to fly this this thing at the end, and you're just going to have to know that he's great. And this is how you and this is the only way. Somebody in the like it was that had to have been a note. Like that had to have been one of those things where that they're going through and they they're doing test viewings and they're like. This Poe guy, I, I didn't realize he was that good at anything. And they're like, oh, we can fix that shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should add some dialogue in there to show you how good Poe is. Yeah. yeah, that fucker is awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't really go anywhere. For the, for the it really doesn't. Movies, so. they, 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 I mean, he, you know, and, and, and so here's where we'll go from this because we're getting, we're getting low on time. So we get into the next one. I love Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, when, as we get into The Last Jedi... You know, aside, and again, this is a plot, the plot point of them, like, just being barely ahead of the Empire um, was, a, I didn't have a problem with that watching it the first time. I understand why that's a bothersome point to me of the, of the, of the, the, the sequel series is, and even more than um, the, uh, the Revenge of the Sith, this is my, outside of the original trilogy, this is my favorite one, Last Jedi, bar none. Wow. Okay. I was not expecting you to say that. I thought you were going to say it was the worst. No, I loved it. I loved it. Um, in comparison, like it's not my favorite one of all of them, but I like that they tried to change everything. I want, I wanted more. I really wanted the story that I got from the Clone Wars about the Grey Jedi. I wanted, I wanted Luke to teach Ray about embracing both sides. I was looking forward to that. I thought that they were going to go there because they almost got there in Clone Wars. And I was hoping that they would get here, here where he would say, Hey, the, the, the light side of the force does its thing, the dark side, but it's all a fucking mess. So get there. And I, I mean, I like, I, I don't want to see everybody die, but again, I've got my nostalgia. I already got my nostalgia. Start me out with a new story. Get me some new people. That was the only one of those three that it still had some empire beats, you know, and, and, and but it didn't, it, it, yeah. it reverted on those expectations. I don't mind that it was a ghost, you know, ghost Luke at the end. I don't need another fight like that. What I need is a place where I can take this, far into the future and i appreciated that i didn't know where it could go from there considering everybody i knew was dead okay they killed, so, and they killed the and they killed the emperor for all intents and purposes right they killed the guy that you thought was going to be the end boss yes i mean that was a bold move i did not see that coming at all when snoke got it i was like yep. what is happening yep um but uh the only thing that hurts me about the um the last jedi is the casino sequences and sending finn off on a fool's errand mm -hmm. <clears throat> that ultimately needs leads to nowhere i do think that that is giving that character a massive injustice i did not I, really enjoy that part of it i agree with that and i think that they could have done a better job of fixing that in the new one i thought you know that finn story and cassio blight stuff was it was fine. It wasn't great. It was, you know, I, I, I admire the attempt, but I agree that whole thing. But, you know, Lucas movies and Spielberg movies are filled with that shit. Indiana Jones is one big one of those. The, the finale of The Mandalorian is another episode where if nobody had gone to that ship, it would have ended the exact same way. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. All those um, RoboCop fucking Terminator robots. Again, I'm going to bitch about this real quick and we'll get back. You know, they, they made those droids look like they're the scariest droids in the whole wide world, but they're not, they couldn't hold a candle to the old droid armies. Like those things barely could walk. I don't know, like, 
like if they just forgot how to make droids walk normal and so they had to drop walk like terminators <laughs> all of a fucking sudden because they could roll around and shoot and had lasers like i'd be much scared to face anything from the 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 clone the 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 droid army from the prequels than anything on that ship that day uh sorry yeah <laughs> no 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 i agree with you i mean i um, think there's one point in the mandalorian uh season finale where they're ejected from the airlock and i was like okay okay that's fine get rid of mm-hmm. them that's great but then they came back with a vengeance but i did think <laughs> that, that, was, that was a bold choice yeah, i did too but, um, but so why do you think that, that the last Jedi is so hated why do you think the fans really detest it because i think it does exactly the thing that that they needed and that they would have liked you know nobody liked the empire strikes back when it came out either it was the worst reviewed and people were mad at it right mm. people don't like that change you know i the the the, i mean this is a weird sort of relation i really love the first two austin power movies but the third one took a while because it was different and didn't do the same jokes over and over again it didn't put the whole show on repeat it didn't it didn't tell the story that they wanted they wanted luke to be a badass they've been waiting for luke to come back for a long time if you were a fan of the, the 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 originals back in the day back in the 80s Everybody knew Luke was the worst character. Nobody liked Luke back then. Everybody was Han stands back in the day. Lando Calrissian stands. Nobody's a nobody is a uh, a Luke stand back in the original during the original trilogy times because he's just the whiny kid. And then when he comes back, he's all like too super serious. And maybe eventually. I mean, I'm 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 over. You know, that's a lot of the hyperbole there. But that in general. But here, like everybody had built up this thing, like, and and they did this. Um, to a point because of the first of these movies like Luke was the MacGuffin in the first movie and now the MacGuffin turns out to be the cranky old man who doesn't want to do anything like it kind of lets you down from the first movie so I think that there was this big expectation like just introducing uh, Luke in the last minute of the other movie to say yeah. we wanted something more out of him and I think that I think that hurt it I think that anticipation hurt it yeah no I agree with you yeah totally I mean I was quite surprised you know I just when I was watching in the cinema, I did sort of want to jump through the screen, just grab Luke, shake him a little bit and go, come on, be that Luke that we want you to be right now. But then you're <laughs> right. Do, do we actually want him to be like that? Because that is so predictable. Whereas right. the last year I did do something really unpredictable and different with the character. So I think that you're right. I think that fans hate it because it's not what they would have done. But actually, yep. it's what they needed. Yeah. It definitely felt like that to me. I, I think that, I think that in time that movie people will be more kind to that movie as it as it as it grows. Um, I think that people are a little more kind to it. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a big section of people, and I haven't talked about this with a lot of people, like that blame the 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 how shitty uh, the rise of Skywalker is on the the choices they were kind of stuck with in Last Jedi. But I don't buy it. I think that if they had actually like this is one other you know, and I'm gonna you know again I'm gonna use a different show, Breaking Bad and shows like this do this a lot better like where they're like okay we're gonna make take a risk we're gonna we're gonna see what happens when we do the thing we're gonna kill this guy not in the finale we're gonna kill him three episodes in and make them deal with the repercussions of their actions and that's gonna be interesting because we haven't seen that before star wars is scared to do that and that's what uh, ryan did and he decided he was gonna say hey we're gonna do something that you don't want that you didn't know you wanted that might not happen till the next episode but we're gonna play it out and see what would happen if we really kind of played this scene for real right and uh and then and then you know that's what went wrong in the last movie to be quite honest like they didn't they didn't play it for real like uh he just came back and said everything that just happened fuck it never mind never mind we got this we got this we we've got a we've got a full republic empire's back we don't we're not going to do death stars but we're going to do a million death stars (laughs) like yeah the only thing scarier than a death planet is 
a million a million star destroyers with Death Star technology built into them, um, and a whole bunch of Force lightning. Yeah, and then reintroducing Palpatine in the opening scroll. <sighs> I thought I was like, pardon? Oh yeah. Where? You know, um, there's some canon stuff in Battlefront Two that has like um, it. Basically, what happens is when Palpatine dies, there's this AI that's that 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 awakens that's like palpatine's ai basically his personality but it's like printed into a into droids and like they project the emperor's face on the mask of these droids and it's kind of creepy but it's actually pretty cool and i was like this is cool this is a this is i can get down with this fake emperor who's just like the droid ai of this fucking weird ass uh you know this weird ass character like just to get his point across but then then you see all that stuff it's like you didn't you you, you you got rid of the you got rid of Snoke to give me back this guy that I didn't you know that that really wasn't a big part of the 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 the, 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 the originals anyway he he you know he's featured a little bit and his his presence is known but like I think actually honestly revealing him in the Return of the Jedi made him that's what made him less scary um, and less yeah. interesting so <laughs> the same is true yeah, here is like great you again yeah <laughs> no that's it but then we're leading obviously. I was very shocked by the return of Palpatine. Then we're confronted with the um, with the revelation that Rey is actually Palpatine's granddaughter, even though in The Last Jedi we were told she, they, that her parents were nothing, which technically does mar together if you think about it. But um, yeah, I, I was... I, I just felt like they were just throwing things at the audience because they knew that The Last Jedi didn't stick very well mm-hmm. with a large part of the fan base. So yeah. now they were just taking everything else that they had in their arsenal and just throwing it at the wall, hoping that it would stick. But there yeah. was no sort of thought process about, you know, what would connect these three films together. I just felt like J.J. Yeah. Abrams just went, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a whole film, which is pretty much a big splatter of fan wank. Yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's naked C-3PO all over again. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's, I mean, and that's the big piece. And again, there's this, I was hoping, I mean, and I, I know that this was something that was actually, I, I thought about this in parallel, but then uh, Kevin Smith did a big talk on it, um, kind of a fanboy thing too. So this isn't like an uncommon thought, but immediately when I heard Rise of Skywalker, I actually thought that that was going to be the name of this new kind of Jedi hybrid. Um, and so they were going to call them Skywalkers, like they call them Jedis. Like it was going to be the birth of a kind of a gray Jedi religion. Um, with that being kind of the coined phrase for all of them. So Rise of Skywalker, to me, I thought was an allusion to the rise of, you know, this this kind of balanced force user. Um, and so I was really excited. Like, I was I was prepared for the Grey Jedi. I was prepared for, like, Rey to become something different. Um, and and when, it, when that ended up not being a thing and when it really just came back to, like, oh, it just means that I'm, uh, you know, Le- Le- Leia gave me a hug and I live on Tatooine and Aunt Brew and uh, Uncle Owen's old place. So I'm a, I'm a Skywalker <laughs> now. Yeah. And the Force ghosts wave at me every morning. Morning. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> Do you need some blue milk? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. I thought that there was loads of injustice done to um, pretty much every new character, apart from Ray, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I felt so bad for some of those new characters that were like, we're starting to finally get some inclusivity, which we got, you know, we've got, you know, we've got uh, actual, you know, 
people of color. We have, we have, you know, women and men. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, that Asian girl, she didn't test well because a whole bunch of fucking racist fucking white dudes decided to destroy rotten tomatoes. Like, so let's just take her out of that. You know, I felt so bad for her. Um, She needs the series. They need a series. Absolutely. If you're listening, they need a series. Yeah. Um, No, definitely. No, I can, I've come to the same conclusion as you. I thought it was a garbled mess. It was the only Star Wars film that I didn't go back to the cinema and watch again. Me too. What I, yeah, because I used to watch them with my family on Christmas Eve, but I'd always go a couple of days before and watch it by myself because mm-hmm. I know for a fact that my sister would ask me a million questions during the movie. So mm-hmm. I thought if I watch it, I'm prepared. And this was the only one that I watched it um, the the first time and the family were going to watch it. And I said, you know what? I, do you mind if I just skip this one? Uh, I don't really want to see it again. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. I, I tried, I, I, you know, it's one of the ones I've, I've watched pieces of it since then. Um, and I've watched the, I probably watched the whole thing, but probably not be, paying a hundred percent attention. Um, I've, and, but uh, it's the one that I like, I bought it. I, I, you know, I pre-order all of them. It doesn't matter. I'm that kind mm-hmm. of person. Um, yeah. But uh, that's the one where I'm like, ah, whatever. I'm not super interested. I could, I could go without it. That was the year. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just not my thing, man. That was, it was too bad. Uh, so to answer the question, um, if you were to condense the answer down, what went wrong? Um, I think what went wrong is um, in those sequels is that the, um, I mean, if you want to like narrow it down into like the smallest thing. Um, the fans, the fans jumped in too hard. I think that yeah. when, when you talk about what went wrong in that, that, that series is the fans took control of the IP and there wasn't a storyteller to, to, to mentor it anymore. It, it, it became that, that thing where they, the fans want, told everybody what was most important and there was too much fear on the Disney side to take a solid stand. They do much better with the Marvel stuff. Uh, because maybe, and which is right now way more money of trying to do weird things, but because of this and because of the kind of the backlash on what they were trying to do, um, and because it's not this bigger, at the time, isn't this bigger IP that, that consists of like other stories within the same universe and they had to be careful. Um, I think that's what did it. Also, Solo sucked. So I think (laughs) coming right off of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I agree with you. And I think that, again, it's, it's lip syncing the fans you know the, the fans have too much power i think over uh, the creativity coming out of these movie studios i think that if disney had stuck to their guns and had followed through with like the original plans maybe given uh, like ryan johnson another shot at doing the, mm-hmm. the final film i think that would have been brave and i think that would it would have come up with something much better than what we got but i just think that fans hold too much power these days and yep. at the end of the day you know you're the consumer you're not the creator yep. so you, I, I think fans should just voice what they want to do on their little blogs and on yep. twitter and whatever but i think that um i think the studios should just turn off twitter and get on with what <laughs> yeah. their, job, well, uh, their ultimate job is and that's to make good films and yeah. they they drop the ball with rise of skywalker i agree i mean and, and you know we we People who don't like, you know, obviously The Last Jedi, I really don't like The Last Jedi. But at the same yeah. time, what it, you know, they don't know what would have come after that if they just let the, the progression. Maybe they would have been able to, just like The Empire Strike Back, come back to that and go, oh, this was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they needed the finale to understand where they were going and what they would have gotten. And 
I feel like that happens a lot. There's this knee jerk reaction. It happened, you know, it happens all the time. Other things. I remember my Xbox was originally, I was just going to be able to load all the games and I never need the discs again. And then people freaked out about ownership. You know, all that's ruined and I can't do it. Um, And it's like, just wait, don't freak out yet. Freak out when you've actually done it, seen it, understand what's going on. And, you know, I, and, and personally, I thought that was the most creative movie that, that of those ones. It, it actually felt different. I laughed like the beginning of uh, Last Jedi, maybe a little bit too jokey, but perfect for me. I love the dialogue. It's like, oh, wait, we got yeah. real, real dialogue back. Um, okay, yeah, so agree. we got six minutes and I would do this again. We could talk about all the all the TV stuff. We could talk about the. Cartoons. Yes, um, we, we'll have to feed back. But we got like six minutes and probably 150 messages of them telling us how okay, wrong I'm we gonna, are. So. I'm going to hit the titties. Are you ready? All right, let's do go. it. No, uh, okay. See, George Lucas got the idea from, uh, of, for Star Wars from an old Chinese, an old Chinese or Japanese film. I believe it was Japanese, uh, about, uh, these two, um, basically NPC, uh, characters that were, you know, in the middle of a war and were involved from the beginning until the end. And that represents, C-3PO and R2-D2 so Anakin building C-3PO is like it's it's showing that you know that's that character's path there are these two these two you know insignificant characters that have been witness to to the greatest events of the galaxy kind of like Forrest Gump no I get that I get that but um as a 10-year-old watching that film, I hadn't done that research. I hadn't got those receipts. So for me, it was just like they were just trying to botch everything together to make it fan-wanky. Yep, I agree. I think that you could have had it. I like the idea of having... I thought that was kind of one thing that I liked uh, as far as storytelling of devices was having um, two characters that could be a part of this story from top to bottom. It gave me kind of... You know, even though neither of them were a bard, you know, no, neither of them were Homer. They were kind of your guides through this story. They're your Virgil. They're your whatever. But um, yeah. the, the C-3PO could be on a ship with, with R2. You didn't need to make him belong to, you know, or, you know, we didn't need a meet cute. I don't need to, I don't need a robot meet cute in the middle of my fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody needs that. No one has time for it. There we go. They, you think they overestimated the ability of the Jedi? <laughs> the, Jedi, the Jedi overestimated their own ability. We greatly underestimate them. Just saying. <laughs> I agree with you. I just said they overestimated the Jedi would be as, um, able to hold everybody uh, as his attention without a better everyman. Yeah, no, I agree. The Jedi are like Jaws. The more you see Jaws, the less mysterious the Jedi become. This is the yoga guy. Thank you, Yoda guy. You're absolutely right. No, 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 no. Today you are the Yoda guy. The Yoda guy. <laughs> but how do you feel about sand? When it comes to uh, Hayden Christensen, I think Lucas originally wanted DiCaprio, but uh, couldn't get him. So yeah, I guess oh. you go with what you uh, what you can do. Do you, I, I mean, that's a really interesting thing, Keith. But just think about that. You're like, you got your board of your most wants and you got DiCaprio and then right under is Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's yeah, nobody in the middle yeah. there. Even a Tobey Maguire who I don't like and would have been awful in that role. But like, 
<laughs> that's like that's just your order you don't go through the whole pussy party first you just start there you don't even hit ethan sloppy yes master <laughs> come on now you just messing with me now come on anakin and obi-wan loved one another they were brothers they said as much anakin spent his whole childhood looking up and and wanting obi-wan's love and affection and and appreciation and respect oh come on fellas come on fellas so i want to clarify this yes vader's right but that's that's what they wanted and that's what they were trying to portray i'm not saying that that wasn't what the story was intending to be i believe that and i agree 100 percent. what i'm saying is you didn't get that from the movie. You get that from the storybooks. You get that from the Clone Wars. You get that from a lot of other places. But you don't get that in the movie. You get two people that don't like each other, even though they're supposed to. Yeah, they're like drag queens in that film. <laughs> you know, always sniping. sniping. Always sniping. Okay. Always sniping. From a, a true Star bad. Wars fan and... Uh, a Star Wars fan, there's a difference. Uh, the true Star Wars fans know the characters' histories, and Mace Windu was—he was always just angry, but he was able to channel his anger, uh, you know, toward the light. But his power came from from being able to tap into almost tap into the dark side to unleash his full power Mm. and it was that balance he had between good and evil that that defined him i think me that's why he was one of the greatest jedi all right so i i I have to go vader um i want to do another talk because he's absolutely right and I, i think again there's a difference between the way the stories go I love the story. I don't always love the way it got told. You know what I mean? The performance. Yeah. Yes. There's a difference. The movie about- might suck, but yeah. the story's rad. And that's why I'm saying the Clone Wars saved a lot of stuff. I got to jump because I got that Jewish guy right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm really, I'm so sorry, guys. If you left a message, uh, we are, we do have other chats scheduled. So I do massively apologize, but we will be doing this um, again very, very soon. Jason, yeah. thank you very much. And uh, Merry Christmas, my friends. Merry Christmas, Keith. That was so much fun. Let's do this again real soon. Yeah, we will do. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye, Keith. Ciao. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Things I Love Most podcast. Don't forget to get involved on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you want to listen to us live, please head over to the Stereo app where we do daily podcasts. Thank you so much and hope to see you here next time on the Things I Love Most podcast.